All right, welcome everyone to Boyer Bulldogs podcast. Today we have with us Robbie Rouse, the great, the one and only Robbie Rouse, former Bulldog running back. And uh, Robbie, how you doing? I'm doing great. How about you guys? We're here. We can't complain. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> we filled in Robbie a little bit uh, what's going on before, but um, this is our first Zoom podcast because of the of Corona. Yeah. So we're going to see how this goes. <laughs> Robbie, where are you right now? So I'm in, um, I'm in Wells Fargo, North Dakota right now. That's my, um, I coach at the university of North Dakota. So this is my current job. So I'm out here right now. Is it cold or is it warm? You know what? Actually it can get cold. It's been, <laughs> it's been a good week. You know, we've been fifties during the week and I don't know if you're not from the Midwest, you know, that's, that's a good week. You appreciate it. <laughs> so it's been it's been nice out here as of late. Man, I don't know if I can make it over there in the, the Dakotas. I know. It's a, yeah, it's a little different, but I mean it's cool. <laughs> okay, so take us back to uh the start of your sports journey, mm-hmm. sports in general or football. Uh, and tell us where you're where you're from about your family and tell us your your story all right so i'm from i'm I'm from san diego california um i started playing ball at the age of six so that was um that was the first time i've ever like started playing like uh, as far as a a structured sport with football you know and um it was crazy because i started playing because my grandma had passed away and she was kind of like the heart and soul of my family so it was like Let's let's do something to keep me preoccupied. And then, you know, once I got on the football field, it just clicked. You know, I, I got a I was raised by I was raised by a single mom. My dad was always incarcerated. I got two sisters, you know. So, you know, I just played ball, you know, and that was always life. I mean, my mom, the crazy my mom passed away about in February, you know, unexpectedly. And um that was that that was that was that was real. That's, that's something we're going through right now as far as my sisters and everything like that. But, I mean, really, I just, you know, ball was kind of the outlet and kind of kept me on the right path to where I am now. You know, if it wasn't for football, I'm not sure where I would be at in life. What uh, – did you play any other sports when you were down there or just football? No, nah, I played – so I played, I played football, I played soccer, basketball – I ran track. I played tennis, so I, I played multiple sports. Do you think? But I mean, my three main sports was football, of course, basketball, and track. And then soccer just was something I picked up early on in life. A lot of kids, you know, you play soccer early, and then I played <laughs> tennis towards the end of my career. So, being the only boy, you have two sisters. How many boyfriends did you have to beat up? Man, you know, uh, my I, I I didn't have to worry about that too much. Well, I'm my my youngest sister, fifteen, so we're going through that right now. Uh-oh, you know? uh-oh. So, so we're we're going through that phase. My oldest sister, she's thirty nine, so I mean, it was more so what could I do to beat them up, anyways? You know, I was a I was a young buck, but right. Nah, I've been um I've been cool for the most part as far as my sisters. Oh, that's great. When you started playing ball in high school, did you start out as a running back? So actually, I always played running back throughout my whole career. It was only my mighty my year, which is like when I was eight, I played running back and nose tackle. No. You know, so I played. How about that? Stay strong so, in the middle. So I played running back and nose tackle because I was, you know, thicker and um. So my junior peewee year, and we went fifteen and zero that year. Our defensive coach actually was like, "Hey." Let me get Robbie at nose tackle. But our the head coach was like, no, he'll play running back. So I played running back my whole career. That's awesome. Yeah. So like that's it. Where where did uh your I'd say like your passion when did your passion for the game come? Because I don't know, did you start right away enjoying the game of football or did it take time? Nah, I always like I've always, I always loved football. Like ever since, like, I mean, I was one of the kids who, when I went to the parks, I have a backpack, like of a basketball, football and track. Like I've always loved sports and football was just a game I've always loved. So, I mean, 
like even though I say I just hopped on at the age of six, which is it's not like that's like later nothing, that's early, you know. Ever since then, it just took on. Like, I watch sports. I play sports on video games, like football. And that's why I coach now. I knew, like, every time I was playing, I was always a student of the game, you know, like another coach on the field. So I kind of always knew football was just something I, I love to do. Mm-hmm. Tell us about uh, playing football and going through school with uh, – with a single, a single mom raising you guys. Mm-hmm. And, and then, you know, sounds like since you're the only uh, male in the family, were you like the man of the house and like take mm-hmm. us through that? I mean, honestly, when you don't, when you don't know any better, that's all, you know, it's kind of like, that's just life. You know, you, you really don't, you really don't think about it. You kind of going through things. Like I never, I never went off a straight path and didn't do things right. Like, you know, I graduated high school with a 3.8 GPA. You know, it was just kind of like, you know, you, all, I, you always wanted to make moms proud because she did so much for you to get you where you are at. So it was kind of like, that's just that's just what I did, you know. So it was, it was never like, a, you know, really tough because, I mean, she did whatever she could to make sure that we was on, on, on good terms. So, yeah. You're, you're playing in high school, you're playing ball in high school. Mm-hmm. At what point, and maybe there's, I don't know if you have a story you could tell about it, but did you finally see that, you know, you could take this to the next level? Well, it was kind of, it was crazy. Cause I mean, I was a smaller player. So I remember my high school coach was like, Hey Robbie, um, be open to going to all kind of different colleges. Cause you know, of course I wanted to play on the big stage mm-hmm. and I was like, Oh, no question. I'm never go like straight coach away and be like, nah, you're not on my level, you know? So mm-hmm. I always knew, but I mean, my, I, I didn't play freshman, my freshman year of high school, I played Pop Warner, which is still like, mm-hmm. you know, my sophomore year I played JV and then my, my, and I mean, my coach wanted to, my coach kind of once moved me up to varsity, but my mom wasn't for it. But like, I mean, I wasn't ready. And then my junior and senior year, of course, I played varsity. But like, I've I always went to the Fresno camps since like a, going into my sophomore year, the football camps. So I've always did good at those camps. So like Coach Hill, Coach Skipper and them, they have always talked to me. So, I mean, college coaches, they always, of course, if you like one of the better players at the camp, whether they go offer you or not, they still will talk to you. So it was kind of set in stone. I mean, I remember I had FCS who came like during my junior year and like I worked out, like did some routes and stuff in the, in the um, gym. But like, I don't know, it was just like, my mind was kind of set. I knew like, okay, I'm going. But it, it was never a doubt. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I got my first scholarship offer was during my junior year from San Diego State after passing me. So it was like I really never had to worry about it because I kind of knew what was set in stone. Mm-hmm. So was that hard for you to, you know, get the offer from the hometown school and say no to them and we're going to go to see these guys up north of Fresno? You know, it, it would have been, but like at the time, you know, the head coach, I wasn't for sure. I wasn't for sure set with him. Mm-hmm. Like it was, who was it? It was Chuck Long and then Brady Holtz came. But I really liked Brady Holtz. But at the same time, it was like, I got to get out of San Diego anyway. You know, because I mean, a hometown kid, it's like, and you don't really get that same college, like football atmosphere from San Diego as you would from like Fresno or even where I'm at right now in North Dakota because it's, it's so much going on. Right. That's the only thing to do is football. Yeah, that's all you can do out there in Fresno. So that is one thing that I did like about Fresno, like going up there to the camps, like you was like, okay, this is a college town. Like it's boring right now, but that's because it's summer and everybody's going back home. Like, <laughs> so that's what you kind of liked about it. Hey man, I live here. You got to come out to the farm. Never quits. <laughs> oh, see, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you got that life too. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, when next time you come out to Fresno, you're gonna have to come out and we'll take you around. And we got a winery. We'll, we'll oh yeah, wine. I'm all for it. And I gotta go to Doghouse Grill. 
Golly. <laughs> Doghouse Grill and Tacos Marquitos, those oh. I made a, I, um, mm-hmm. I survived off those two places in college. Yeah. How often do you get back? So like, I would say the last time I went to Fresno game in 2016, but since I've been coaching, I can't get back, you know? So it's kind of like- No time. Yeah, so I haven't been back since that long. So when did uh, Fresno State offer you? So Fresno offered me, I say maybe after my second game my senior year, Coach Hill was like, oh yeah, let's see you. Um, it was crazy because so my first game, you know, I bought out. I had like four touchdowns, going crazy. My second game, because I was playing running back and free safety, I was starting both ways. My second game, I had broke my hand. So like I had broke my hand. It was my um, it was my right hand right here. So I had surgery right here. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I had surgery. So I ended up getting surgery like right after like Sunday, and then I just played the rest of my senior year with a cast on and played with my left hand. So. I mean, tough man. Yeah, I still had it. I mean, I had a good season. I had a lot of good stats still. But yeah, that was that was definitely an obstacle. Because I mean, when I had got hurt, I was like, damn, I need Fresno to um, still, you know, still offer me and stuff like that. So it all worked out. So you used to playing with broken hands. Caleb and I were talking, and we remember you playing with the club at state at Fresno State. Hey, you know what's crazy though? Because I had um. So I had, when did I, I messed up my hand versus Boise my sophomore year. I had got stepped on. It was, it was my left hand. It was this hand right here, just stuck off a scar. So I had messed up my hand and I was like, oh, I did this before. And it's my left hand. It'd be easy. So, but then Shiloh Keogh, safety from Idaho, smacked me in my rib. So I I was like, yeah, it's a little different. (laughs) So, what was your first impression of Fresno when you uh, when you got when you when you got on campus? You know, my I mean, it was kind of like, you know, this is a new surrounding. It was nice. I mean, everybody was everybody was cool. I mean, you were you're a student athlete, so I mean, you'll get love. And then I always like, as soon as I stepped on the scene, I was doing good stuff. Like, so that 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 worked out for me. So it was kind of, like I said, I've been to Fresno a few times prior to that, three times during football camp. So I kind of knew. I just was like, it's hot out here. That was one thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. So like when when you when you came on as a freshman, you know, Ryan Matthews was, you know, the starter. So, mm-hmm. you know, how, how was that backing him up and like kind of seeing him, you know, go off his last year and, you know, eventually, you know, go to the pros? Well, Exactly. It's crazy because when I came on, like Ryan was six foot two, two something. Ryan Miller was six one, two something. Anthony Miller was five eleven, two something. So I'm like, bro, I'm like, all you guys. I don't know if it was on my recruiting trip or if it was like, I said it was my first week I got. Out, I'm like, bro, all you guys are animals. You know what I'm saying? Like you got, and I'm five six one seven. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like. All you guys are animals. So like Ryan always was cool to me because during my senior year, I remember in our RIP, Dan Brown passed away, right? Which is my guy, Travis Brown dad. And that's when coach Tim Skipper went to defensive coach. So then coach Joe A, who's a, we still stay in contact. I mean, me and coach Skipper did too. Coach Joe A became the running back coach. And then when that happened, I, I had like test coach Kib and then Ryan Matthews called me, right? And Ryan's not, he's not the best conversator. He's actually terrible. You know? <laughs> he's terrible. So Ryan hit me up and was like, bro, he coached way cool, blah, 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 blah. He was just, they told him to do it. I already know to this day, like they was like, call, call Robbie Rouse and let him know it's cool. You know what I mean? So that was um, so yeah. So I mean, coming in with Ryan, I mean, Ryan wasn't like. I mean, he wasn't like the best leader. He was a, he was just an animal, you know. But 
I was glad he left after that year. <laughs> right. <laughs> kind of so, opened, opened yeah, the door up so, for you. So I, I was, it was no complaints that he left, actually. <laughs> for me, not for me. Right. I mean, plus he went and drafted, you know, 11 picks to the Chargers. So, you know, yeah. no complaints from him either. <laughs> yeah, no, no one's going to complain when you can uh, make a few few bucks right away. No, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, okay, you said you ran routes in a gym? Huh? You said you ran routes in a gym? Yeah. What was, what's that about? How come you didn't run outside? Uh, that was, it was a rainy day schedule. Oh. <laughs> it, prob- it probably was against the uh, NCAA rules, you know, but oh. as a player, you're not, you're not complaining. My boy who was, um, who ended up coming to Fresno, he didn't graduate, he got kicked out. Lester was the quarterback. So, I mean, and like I said, I can't remember what the college is, and I probably wouldn't even say it because I don't want to do nothing like that. But yeah, he was just, you know. Uh, well, yeah, shit. you said that. I, was, I ran in a gym. Yeah, I was, you know, I'm trying to get that scholarship, so I was getting it in. Whatever you can. Yeah, you don't you don't ask questions as a um, player. <laughs> uh, when you walked on to uh, when you came onto campus and you're playing ball for. Um, for Coach Hill, what yeah. what was what was that like, uh, and what was playing for Coach Hill? You know, Coach Hill was the one thing I always liked about Coach Hill is he's always down to earth. You know, like Coach Hill knew about his players, like and it was it was and and I even preached this in my coaching, but like it's bigger than the game for Coach. Like Coach knew not only you, but he knew your family. Like he knew, like you could tell when Fresno offered somebody, like it was like what's his background. Who's his family like? So I mean, playing for and then Coach Hill, he ready to go to war. Like it ain't no games. We was never soft. We ain't. We got in that full throttle, head of steam. So he recruited like killers. You know what I'm saying? Like he recruited guys that he knew love football. You know, so like it's not it's not like wrong where you see a lot of Coach Hill guys who still do football or coaching because he knew that we love football. So I mean, Coach Hill to the Coach Hill even helped me get this job out here because we played University of North Dakota in 2011. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's kind of like Coach Hill. I mean, like I said, I, he's always one of my resources. He's always something else, somebody I stay in contact with. So we had uh, Wentworth on uh, the left tackle. My guy Austin. Yeah, he was yeah. an animal. If he yeah. didn't get. He has some kind of medical condition that um, deterred him in the league, but he was an animal, and he was smart. As, he was smart too. Yeah, he was a lot of fun. What What was that? Uh, that line was pretty. I read some things about that line. I mean, obviously, I watched him play, and that line was legit. The whole line. What was it like running behind them? Like I said, Coach Hill recruited killers. You know what I'm saying? So like. Every year, I've always, you know, let's say, okay, maybe all of them didn't go to the league, but, like, you knew, like, we was smash mouth football. Like, we played downhill. We ran power, you know, um, you know, 12 personnel. Like, so every year I could think about, we always had a pretty good line. Mm-hmm. Like, where it was just, you knew, like, it was real killers. I mean, uh, when I think across the board, like, everybody was no joke from my freshman to my senior year. Mm-hmm. I mean, we changed things up my senior year because we went to spread, which Coach DeRuder, which, I mean, worked out for us too, though, because we mm-hmm. went out west, but still, it was it was always a pleasure. Yeah, Caleb and I were chatting before, and we wanted to hear about the the coaching change. When, when you guys mm-hmm. went through the coaching change, how, how did it affect you guys, and uh, what was that like? So, I mean, when we had that coaching change, it hit us all heavy. Like, you know, like guys had some tears. I mean, it was it was a lot going on because we care so much about our staff. Like, you know, like Coach Hill and them. So, like, it, it was tough. But me and Derek was like, well, there's nothing we could do now. So, fellas, who cares if we like new staff that comes on? And this is before it happened. We're going to do this for us. You know what I'm saying? Because it was about to be my senior year. It was their junior year. And, you know, we knew we had a lot of talent. It was my guy, Phil Thomas, last year. So, like, we knew, like, 
this was it, you know? So it was like, fellas, this, we go, whatever we got, we go buy into it. So that was kind of the comment. Like we had a big team meeting by ourselves. Like, hey, fellas, regardless, we'll get it together. So, I mean, we was, we had it, we had it, we was on paid for some good stuff anyway. Yeah. Yeah. You, oh, you guys were legit that whole year. What was it like converting to the spread? You know, I mean, like I, like I even told people, like, when we did move to the spread, like, it seems like ideal for me as a running back. There's like, oh, you think you go get the ball as much? And, I mean, I like we call plays in team cam, so I didn't doubt it. But, I mean, when you got Derek Carr, you got Josh Harper, Devontae Adams, Isaiah Burst, and Marcel Jensen, it's kind of like, it's easy. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> those are all guys that can get busy. You know what I'm saying? Like, all of them was, was good players, so. I mean, the spread was kind of ideal for us. I wish we could have kept my boy Jalen Saunders, but it was unfortunate. But, I mean, we still, like, you know, some just came out where Tay, Burst, and Harp, um, thousand-yard receivers, you know, one of the few trios. So, I mean, it made it easy for me. <laughs> well, you have you have the record for uh, most uh, carries, right? Most attempts? Yeah, yep. You would have blown that record out of the water if you didn't go spread. <laughs> oh man, who would tell me about it? But, I mean, <laughs> like I said, like my junior year, I had like more yards, but my senior year, I had yards, but I also caught the ball. I, I had like probably like a one, like two hundred yards or less, but I caught the ball a lot more. So I mean it kind of all worked out just to show like your your versatility and everything like that. So, and I'm sure you, you just do what you can for the team to to get wins. No question. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why it's taken us so long to mention this, but Robbie is the all time leading rusher for Fresno state. So um, I was watching back highlights uh, earlier of the the Colorado game. And uh, I think you scored four touchdowns in the first quarter, right? Or three, three touchdowns. Four. Yep, yep. I scored four in the first. That was um, yeah, that was a good day at the office. Yeah, that must have been a fun game. And and then I think Phil Thomas had two pick sixes in the game Dude, too. Like it, it was, was so so it was it was crazy because I broke the record that game. Yeah. Philip had two pick sixes, and then my boy Isaiah Burns because he broke he scored a ninety five yard touchdown. So like I scored four touchdowns in the fourth quarter in the first quarter, but like. My first touchdown was like a 10-yarder, and then I scored two passing touchdowns. So I had three TDs, and the record wasn't broken. And then we were backed up, and I had an inside zone, and then I broke it on that. And then Tay and, um, Tay and my boy Harp, Tay and Harp, they uh, cleared it up for me as far as finishing the run. But, yeah, that was a 69-14 slaughter effect. Yeah. <laughs> So when you're when when you're on that that ninety five yard like touchdown run like when you're like at the ten are you like out of gas or are you still like I'm getting to this end zone no matter what? I mean that's what I mean you train so hard so you're ready for those situations but I mean yeah you gassed out you like at the time I wasn't even thinking about like as far as the record like I just knew when I cut back I was good mm -hmm. and then as I'm running I'm like dude this guy can't catch me you know what I mean okay. in the end but. Bert, I mean, not not burst Harp and Tay was with me, and Tay finished the block. So then, once I did score, it was kind of like, whoa! And then I just looked, and the crowd was going crazy. Because I mean, Coach DeRuiter was like, "Hey, Robbie, we not gonna do no kind of um, ceremony or nothing." Like, you know what I'm saying? Like when you break it, blah blah, you know, something like that. And I was like, "That's fine. I'm not what you know. What I mean, I." I'm not worried about that. But then after that, like the game stopped and the crowd went crazy. And it was, you know, surreal feeling. That was a great moment. I remember that. Yeah. So <laughs> I went to it was it was on CBS. I went to my mom's and it was it was it was it was pretty cool. So what what uh toll does it take on your body when you carry the ball that many times? I ain't gonna lie to you. They did a good job of taking care of me in Fresno, like you know, like, of course, I had good trainers and good treatment, but I mean, I just, I, I don't know, I was blessed to not have a lot more injuries that I did in my career. I just, you know, I, of course, I trained hard and I took care of myself, but I mean, after a game, I was, 
slaughtered, you know? I felt, I felt, I, of course, I felt like I ran into a car crash, but you take care of yourself and you train. Like, ideally, through the week after a hard game, you really don't feel like good until like Wednesday. Oh, wow. Yeah, you don't feel good till like Wednesday, as far as like where your body's actually going and you feel good. It's, it's probably Wednesday. Early in the week, you're still sore as far as a running back, like my experience. So, do you just sit around ice baths all day or what do you do to heal up? Well, you know, you, you, you work out hard, you run, you got to run it off, you got to get that lactic acid off. And you just you kind of go through the week like as if you weren't sore, but I'm saying as far as you feel 100, as far right. as like Wednesday, Thursday type. So throughout your college career, did you ever was there any one like player, like defensive player in particular that like you knew like man, I do not want to get hit by this guy. Was was there any guy that? <laughs> well, I mean. Like, I wouldn't say that, you know, I would say I didn't play against Illinois and dang, what was his name? It was a D lineman from Illinois. He was pretty good, but the best player I played against on defense was Levante David. And I like Levante so much because like Levante wasn't a super big player, but he was flexible and he was athletic and he could see, you know, so I met, I, I seen him and I met him in the host so many times. Like mm-hmm. my junior year when we played, it was like, dang, bro, this dude need to get out of my way. Like if they didn't have him, I'd still be running, you know? But <laughs> Levante David was a good player. Like he was a really good player. Yeah. And now if people don't know, like, well, you mentioned you're not the tallest running back. So yeah. how did you use that to your advantage? Well, I mean, that's why I think that size could get overblown. And I mean, I, I understand it as a coach, you know, but I use it as my advantage because, I mean, you got to think about it. My line is 6'6", 6'5", 6'3", you know, across the board. Mm-hmm. So if I have good vision, you know, and of course I got good leverage, I could hide behind them. So that was always something that I excelled on, like hiding behind my line and being patient, you know, Levian, Levian Bell stylish, you know, being mm-hmm. patient and just running behind them. So that was kind of something I always excelled in as far as, you know, when I was playing. Other than your record-breaking run, what was your uh, favorite play? Favorite play? That you can remember. You know, I said probably um, – so, like, in my high school career, me and my boys always made it fun because every pass I threw in high school was an interception. Like, I, I, threw three pass, I threw three passes in high school, and it was all interceptions. And it was probably force, but it was whatever. Like, I threw interception. So, my senior year versus Air Force, I did, like, the Tim Tebowish, like, jump pass, and uh-huh. I scored a touchdown. So, like, off the top of my head, that was probably one of my funnest plays. Besides that, I could think of – it was one time we was playing Ole Miss – and Jalen Saunders got a reverse, and he 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 got a reverse, and then he reversed backfield, and he ran by everybody, even me, because I'm like Jalen, toss it, toss it to me, toss it, <laughs> but he he ran by everybody, and I was like, this dude is fast, like you know what I'm saying? When you run by an SEC team, regardless, Ole Miss, like you fast. Uh-huh. That was that was that was some good to watch. Oh, now he transferred to Oklahoma, right? Yep. Okay. Man, incredible! He would have stayed and had uh, Devonte Adams and Josh Harper and Verse on the same team. Unbelievable! I might have not got the ball. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be interesting. What was it like playing in those blackout unis? Did you oh, I didn't. Those? Blackout Unis was the year after me. That was, that was, I did. Oh, shoot. Okay, that's so what I did. But look at that was I did go to the game when we played Utah State in the Blackout Unis for the Mountain West Championship. Right. So I was an honorary captain. <laughs> So I guess on social media uniforms, uh, when you got to Fresno State, you know, you got number eight, but uh, that's, uh, you know, Dave Carr's number retired. How, how did that work out? Did you have, like have to ask his permission? Hey, that's funny you asked that. So when I first, Coach Hill asked me what number I wanted to be. So I wore number one my whole life. 
So I once I knew Lanye Miller had number one. So I was like, they was like, I go chill, asked me what number one to be. I was like, man, just give me a single digit. I don't care, you know? So he gave me number eight. So my first day of camp, swear everybody like, oh, Robbie got eight, he got eight, he got eight, right? So I'm like, I don't know, like I don't know the history of Fresno <laughs> State. Like I don't, I, I'm just like, oh yeah, whatever, you know. So um, I swear to you, Derek, me and Derek is walking out, Derek car. We were walking out to like practice, and he like, um, hey bro, um, did you talk to my brother? And I'm like. Talk to your brother for what? Shit, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, 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 believe. So I was like, no. What I what I need to talk to your brother for? You know. So like, um, I actually went out to I went out to dinner with Derek and his family. Like, maybe like the first week or the next week after. You know, I was no, I was balling in camp, and it was like, oh, you know, Davis. Dave says you're wearing the number proud, and I was just like okay whatever you know but i really i i really didn't know the significance behind it i don't even know why they gave it to me like honestly like because it's like that number's retired like why would you give it to me all i thought about was you know what some this guy named messer number retired and ryan got 21 so they must been thinking i'm a baller so <laughs> there you go like, hey, i said I, I like how they thinking right now but then i was after my freshman year i was gonna switch back to number one but it was crazy. Coach Dub, he was a wide receiver coach, and he was like, he had told Isaiah Burch, like, hey, Burch, you could get number one. And I never forget, I, I went to Coach Dub office. I was like, hey, Coach Dub, um, I don't know why you uh, promising these kids these numbers when you know they ain't going to get it because I'm getting number one next year. He's right. And he was like, Rouse, man. He was like, my fault. And I was like, no, nah, I'm just doing with you, Coach Dub. I'm going to keep eight. I'm going to keep eight just because I had a good year. I'm going to keep it. But yeah, so that was. That was, it was always, I guess I was kind of thrown in the fire with that, but like I was always competitive. So I really never thought about it like that. But I mean, when you think about it, like, okay, freshman eight, you know, like David Carr, like you gotta be, you gotta be a baller, you know, but Coach it Hill was knew. what it was. Coach Hill knew you were going to be a baller. So. Yeah. And I appreciate that. Yeah. You know what time it was. <laughs> so in the crowd, I don't know if this was a thing on the football team or anything, but in the crowd, when we're watching you, people call you Mighty Mouse. Mm -hmm. was, what did you think of that? So, I mean, Mighty Mouse, it kind of started from my junior year of high school, Mighty Mouse Rouse. Like, it always, it always just kind of went hand in hand. I mean, the, the, the crowd would play the song. So, I mean, it was, you know, it, it was what it was. You. You know, as a player, whenever you get some kind of support and fans that's sharing you on, you kind of, you, you always go appreciate it, no question. I, to be honest, I wasn't the biggest fan of it, so it's like, he plays bigger than a mouse. He can't, he yeah, can't I mean, but when you think about it, a mouse is quick, hard to grab, you know, yeah. so like, and then mouse and rats, it all, like, it's always, it's always been throughout my career. So it's like, yeah, no, I never, I never looked too hard into it like that, you know? So it's right, not like, right. I am, I didn't think people was like making fun of me. I just thought they was, it was catchy. It was a good nickname, you know? No, it is. It is. So you prefer to juke a guy, break his ankles or run him over? Oh, for break his ankles for sure. <laughs> I like to, um, you know. It's a, it's a, it's a long-term, not a short-term where I run into a car crash. Right. So, uh, right. That's true. So what do you think about uh, Fresno state getting it? They, they now have another coach. You, are you keeping up with it? Oh yeah. So Kalen DeBoer, me and Kalen, I'm, I'm, I'm good friends with Kalen. I know, well, I know Kalen because Kalen's a Sioux Falls guy. Right. And the last school I was at was, Augustana, which wasn't Sioux Falls. So I worked with, um, I do like football camps with Curtis Reyes, who Kalen DeBoer, they won championships at Sioux Falls together. So I'm really, Kalen DeBoer is a great guy. I mean, he, he's he's really intelligent, he's smart. I'm, you know, I'm excited to have him back. You know, Coach Tefford did some good stuff for us, but I mean, I'm excited to have Coach, Coach DeBoer to uh, get things back rolling. Do you still, uh do anything with Fresno State 
or you kind of, well, I know you're doing your own thing, but. Nah, not much. You know, all I do is try to, I mean, they're saved in my favorites on my phone. So I try to see, I try to see what, you know, as far as the games and what's going on. So, you know, it kind of, it kind of killed me because I'm in the Midwest and we lost in Minnesota the last two years. So that wasn't a good look for me, you know, and we lost, it was some close games. So, I mean, of course, you always, you always go stay close to me with your alma mater. That's just always, regardless. I mean, I got coaches, so I coach with it. You know, somebody, they are, you're always going to stay tight with your alma mater. But, I mean, nah, I haven't, like, I can't think about it. I ain't been to an alumni thing. I mean, because I've been, I was playing ball in an arena, which was in spring. And then when I coached high school, I always went to a game a year. But I've been coaching um, college for the last few years. So, nah. That hasn't. The next time I see Fresno, will probably be on the field. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> yeah. so, is the Arena Football League still going going on? So it was an IFL. It was an indoor football league. The Arena League has it was. I mean, same deal. The IFLs kind of took over for the Arena, but not Arena okay. League folded. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I saw that when I was looking up and said IFL. I didn't know if it was the same thing or something different. I would nah, it's nah, but I mean they got teams like you got the Arizona rat um, you know, the Rattlers, right? Was one of the better teams in the um, AFLs now in the IFL. So I mean the mm-hmm. AFL just folded and now the arena, the um, IFLs kind of took over. What was that like playing indoors? You know, it was it was different. I it was different. It was different. Your body got banged up. But, I mean, it was fun. It was fun to um, still play the game, you know. Mm-hmm. We had a good season with, like, we was, like, 15-1 my last year with the Storm. So, I mean, we made it to a championship and everything like that. So, I mean, it was a good experience just to keep playing the game. But I wasn't going to do it for, for a long time, you know. What's it like getting hit into that side wall and then having to keep going? You know, that wall, hey, the wall talked back to you, I'm telling you. Wall, <laughs> it talked back to you. <laughs> that wall, no joke. I ain't going to lie, the wall never loses. So I, I I, was lucky to never get banged into the wall like that. You know, I, it was a few times where I'm, you know, because like in indoors, it isn't no out of bounds, so you got to put the ball over the wall. So I didn't get that a few times. So like, um, let's say it's right before halftime. So. It wasn't terrible, but yeah, that wall ain't no joke. <laughs> All right, so if we're fast forward in your timeline after college, uh, so was there any point, like, did any NFL teams give you a look at all? Or because I know you spent some time in the CFL, so I don't know if you want to uh-huh. go into that. Well, I mean, after I went to the Brown, I went, I, my, um, I went undrafted to, uh, I didn't get, I wasn't like a, I didn't get signed nowhere. I went to a Vikings mini camp. And that was cool. And then the next week, I was headed to Dallas for another minicamp. While I was taking off in the air to go to Dallas, um, the Cleveland Browns called me. I was like, hey, Robbie, um, where are you headed this weekend? And I'm like, I'm headed to, I'm headed to um, Dallas. And they was like, did they sign you? And I'm like, no. They was like, well, we want to sign you. I was like, well, call my agent. I was like, call my agent. So as I landed at my layover spot in Arizona, my agent already talked to Dallas, told them I'm not coming. I signed with Cleveland. So I was already, I was back. I was switched over on the plane to go to Cleveland. And I was with them for about a month. Just did like rookie mini camps and stuff. I mean, it was cool. So then I went there. So that was a um, cool little experience. It was during the time that they was um, shooting that one movie, Drive Day. Oh yeah, Kevin Costner. Right. It was yeah. it was when they were shooting Draft Day because it was some lady that was in that movie, and um, everybody was like, "She's smoking hot." It was like, "Oh yeah, she's she's coming by." I swear. So it was during that time. That's funny. <laughs> what did you learn from attending all these different NFL camps? You know, I learned that like the NFL was it, like, and even though like not like. Say Cleveland was top of the barrel. I mean, that year I probably was there. You know, we probably went what two and fourteen. Who knows? But you realize, like, it isn't like the the league is still similar. I mean, it's always a business, but there isn't like as far as talent level, it's all kind of like on the same scale. You got a few creatures like the Von Millers, the 
you know, uh, Khalil Max. You know what I'm saying? Guys like that. But besides that, it's all about what you go put into it. Because, I mean, you got more time than ever in the league. Like, all you do is you go probably meet, you know, for an hour. You go have workouts for an hour and you go have treatment. Besides that, now you're free. But it's like if you invest a bunch in your career, then you could be a good player. So that's why like you go see – and, I mean, you go see a guy that's just a sale because they're creatures. But then the guys who have longevity careers who wasn't like that is because they put in the time and effort. So after the NFL, where did you go? I mean, well, you went to so, CFL. but uh-huh. So, I mean, I was in the CFL for a year. And then after that, I was – um. I didn't play for a year, which so the year so it was kind of this will kind of suck because it, the year Dare got drafted, the Raiders called me for rookie minicamp, and it was like Robbie, we want to bring you in, and I was um, so I was in Baltimore at the time, and I was like okay, so um, I was at a party like a you know like a just a family party, and I'm like okay, I, I instantly went home, and I'm like let's pack, and I'm like this gonna be good because they go see me and Dare chemistry Dare because they quarterback so it's gonna be set up so they told me that and then they called me an hour later and was like oh Robbie never mind we didn't know that you were that far so we're not gonna bring you we're not gonna bring you in and it was and which was like it didn't make no difference because either way I was gonna fly in you know that night or morning like regardless where I was at but that was actually the last time I heard from the league as far as before I was in the arena league the Jaguars hit me up but yeah that was that that, that kind of had me had me heated. Yeah, definitely. That would that would have been awesome to have you and Derek team up again. But. Yeah, that was so when they when they call, when the Raiders called me, you know, and I'm a Charger fan, but I was like, this is gonna be. I'm like, this is gonna be it. I'm like, this will be a nice deal for us right here. Who did you look up to? Who did you model your game after? My favorite running back all time, Barry Sanders. Mm-hmm. No question. Barry and I liked LT too, but Barry, like Barry Sanders and Ladanian Thomason. You can't go wrong with those two. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Tell us a little bit about your coaching career now. So, and well, first, wh- why did you want to get into coaching? Oh, well, I mean, I know I'm going to stay in the game as long as possible, and I got into coaching once I was done, you know, after my last year in arena, if I wasn't going to make a career off of arena, I was like, okay, let's, um, you know, let's, let's start coaching. So after my last year with Sioux Falls, so Curtis Riggs, who's Kalen DeBoer's best friend, he wanted me to stay in Sioux Falls because I was like his um, running back liaison in Sioux Falls, like as far as he got like a company. But he wanted me to, and I was going to coach at a high school in Sioux Falls, but I was just coming off of coaching at a um, state championship school at Madison in my uh, alma mater 2016. So, like, I'm thinking, man, I just coached at a raw high school. Like, I'm not about to coach in Sioux Falls. And I'm, I don't want to coach high school, you know? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, high, Sioux Falls and San Diego is a little different as far as high school ball, you know? Mm-hmm. If y'all get where I'm going. Yeah. So, then I um, – I hopped on football school and I just started applying for places. And then uh, I applied for, um, um, so then it was two jobs. And then I, I went for, um, it was, was it Linwood? No, nah, it was, it was some school down South, but then I got St. Scholastica. I was go, I was supposed to be the cornerback coach. Cause I'm like, let's work on the cornerback side. But then once the coach seen my resume, he's like, no, nah, Robbie, we need your offense. So then I coached running backs, tight ends and receivers. So I did that for like a year. And then Rick, Coach Riggs hit me up and was like, hey, um, Augie, Augie needs a running back coach, Augie in Sioux Falls. So then I, I, I went to um, I went to Augie, which is in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, a year after um, St. Scholastica. And then um, I was a GA, then I was restricted, then I was a full-time. Like it happened in the course of a year. So then after that, I did two years there, and then I got this job at um, – University of North Dakota. So it's been a, it's been a, it's been a, it's been a good journey so far for me. Yeah, you've had quite the journey, man. Yeah, yeah, I love it. 
And I know that, uh, you know, University of North Dakota has had a lot of success, you know, in the past several years, right? I mean, multiple yeah. championships, and it sounds like a pretty solid Oh, program. no, so, no, no, no. So, I'm at the University of North Dakota. You're thinking about the um, – <laughs> The bias. I mean, we have had good success. I read, I, I read in their bio today. It said, like, 18 championships or something. No, you're thinking about the bison. No, I swear I'm not. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> All hey. right. Yeah, he's thinking about the bison. Huh? <laughs> yeah, that's what, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like <laughs> we have, we've had good success though. Like no yeah. like we won our, we won league, we won some playoffs last year. But I, I mean, the bison, you know, NDSU, they have won championship of uh, uh, a lot of time. <laughs> so we're looking at we're back in the Missouri Valley now because we was in the um, Big Sky last year. We're like. You know, um, Cal Poly and Sac State, but now we're in a big. We're back in the Missouri Valley with SDSU, NDSU. So we're looking forward to those old rivalries and getting back to them. So that should be fun. A little bit better travel schedule too. <laughs> Not having to come out to California. <laughs> I mean, times. I wouldn't complain if we did. You know, yeah. but it is what it is. Yeah, I said it said. Uh, I looked it up really quick. It said you. They won North Dakota, your your uh, school won won it in two thousand one. Oh yeah, <laughs> I don't know if that's the most recent one, but I, that popped up two thousand one. <laughs> yeah, so I mean we've we've been successful. We actually have the better record as far as versus NDSU, but I mean it's tough to say that when they didn't win the championship eight times. So, <laughs> but. Uh, what did you take from your playing career into your coaching career? Um, I think, well, first, like, as far as, like, when I first get a running back room, it always it always helps that they see that I was a good player, you know? And not saying you got to be a good player to be a coach, but, I mean, they're always going to respect that because, like, when you think about it, the first thing a player say is, like, oh, coach, you can't do that. Like, or not say, but that's what they think. But, I mean, something I just took is, like, it's always been bigger than football to me. Because, I mean, it's, it's bigger than X and O's. X and O's are always going to be the same. But, you know, you got to reflect with your players and you got to be, you know, keep 100 with them and you got to be able to talk with them on and off the field. Because, I mean, if you could reflect with them in that level, they will give you everything they got. But, I mean, that's just something. Because, I mean, I care, I care for my players. You know, I don't just, okay, go score touchdowns for me. No, I want to make sure my players – is it's good for longevity because like I said, I, and I told my players this, I ain't never had a father. My father's been incarcerated my whole life. And like my father figures was coaches and I ain't trying to be their father, but I'm trying to be a good example for them to display as far as them moving forward in life. So that's kind of what I took from my playing career to coaching. That's great. man. I love that. Mm -hmm. Is there anything particular that, that um that you do to like get certain things out of those boys you know just lead by example you know i got a motto you know my three my three things i preach is family family professionalism right and um and fo football you know i so i pre I, I preach those things right so to them so it's just as far as just displaying it on and off the field so it's like the biggest thing is you gotta you gotta show your players that you care about them more than the field. Like how you doing? Like checkups? How's your family? You know? Right. How is school? Because I mean, like I said, kids want to be cared about and they want to be loved, but they they gotta know that you're doing a due diligence to check in with them. So as long as you're doing that and checking in with them, like the X's and O's will will take care of themselves. So that's kind of that's kind of just what I what I go about them. So how about like on the recruiting end? Because um, I imagine that's part of your job right now. Um, do you have like a certain type of like of kid that you're looking for? You know, if if Coach Hill is always looking for killers, like what's what's Coach Ross? I mean, you all, I, I'm always gonna look for effortless players. Of course, you want kids with speed and size and all that kind of stuff. But it's just kind of like it depends what you want, like based on your your recruiting class, you know. So, like, my main thing in recruiting, like I said, is gaining. Like, I could gain relationships now because we are Division One. Now, my past school is Division Two, where 
even if I did gain a relationship with a kid, if the, our, our package didn't work out, I couldn't be mad at the kid for choosing another school over us based on how much we cost. So, you know, like I got a, I got probably 10 to 12 kids that's like in my recruiting area on top of, of course, the running backs that we offer that I kind of check in with weekly and talk to and stuff like that. And it's just a, how's, how you doing, you know, talk about their family and stuff like that. So it's just kind of going through that. So like now being on the, on the coach's side of that, do you kind of know like the games that the kids might, might be playing? Cause you know, you oh, went no. through that as a, as a oh, player. No question. No question. I'm, I'm all for it. I'm, uh, I'm here for it. I see it, you know, and, you know, I will call kids out on it. And, you know, like I said, I'm all about being their friend. Don't, don't mess around. So yeah, you see the, you see the games. I mean, it was a kid in my area who was hitting me up, but he had uh, multiple offers. And it's like, bro, it's no reason to get in a race with you. And I'm talking about like he had FBS offers too. So it's like, I'm not about to mess with that. You know, it's so it's just little stuff like that, like that you got to watch out for. But I mean, for the most part, it's good. Where is your end goal in coaching, in your coaching career? You know, it's kind of, you know, that's an interesting question. Like at first I always said I wanted to be a position coach. Like that's it. But the more and more I get into it, I want to be a head coach. So it's kind of like, I mean, the end goal is just keep doing what I love, you know, continue to take care of business. And I mean, stuff will happen along the way. And when you get those opportunities, you take advantage of it. But at the same time, like, you know, I am fortunate to be here at North Dakota right now. You know, I went from D3 to D2 to now I'm at D1. So in a short time in my career. You know, I haven't been coaching long at all, so it's definitely a it's definitely a blessing. I mean, ideally, you know, I would love to get back to Fresno. You know, I would, like that's no deal. Like you, you, you kind of, and a lot of people be on me for that. But I mean, of course, so let's say Ohio State or something crazy. You know, <laughs> I mean, you, you can't like blow that off. But I mean, I really don't have. I mean, it's not much that I I want. I just love coaching. I love ball. So it just, wherever it takes me, it is. Right now, I'm in North Dakota, and I got a great staff I work with. I got a really good running back room that I work with. So I'm kind of excited to just kind of get going with that. Now, do you have coaches underneath you as well, like, that help you out with running backs? So we do have a few GAs, right? And they kind of, um, they kind of, and like I said, I, since I got here, we've been on quarantine. So I haven't did one thing. Like I haven't, we haven't did anything football related. So, um, you know, of course, if I need, I will have assistance, you know, but I don't really, you know, make sure just help me with the, get the laptop media set. But, but I mean, for the most part, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I mean, you can help me with the drill. So we do have guys that help out, help us out. So right now, what's, what's the outlook for, football 2020 i mean are you guys still planning on trying to salvage uh spring camp not to not to depress you right now coach but i mean what's Man. what's what's our what's our football outlook i don't know you know it's you know we're trying to stay positive for our players you know to keep them motivated but you know ideally with this corona stuff i think that we're going to be you know cautious of it and take care of it and take it in tap and kind of just cancel 2020 because I mean, even I mean, some people saying we go push the season back, but like this corona stuff, we gotta take like we think about it, take China four months. China started November, they kind of got better in February when you think about it. So, us, it kind of hit us in March when you think about the months. That's what July is, August is. So, it's like, let's just take care of this. Get it, get it, get it, get it, um, and wrap, and then because if you try to bring things back too early, let's say we try to, and then somebody catches it in September, it's gonna be like, oh shoot, what do we do now? So let's just take care of it, and then do it like that. So I mean, it's not looking promising, but it's it's cool though. Yeah, I mean, definitely, we're all concerned about you know the human. Uh, element and safety and whatnot but you know selfishly i mean we're all football fans here <laughs> like we want to say no question 
So coach, you got, you have a family with you? Me? Nah. So I got roommates, you know, I moved out here in North Dakota with a few coaches. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually, I actually, I'm actually about to see because based on everything I'm going to see, I'm probably going to fly back home within like next week to San Diego with my sisters and stuff. Like I told you, my mom passed away mm-hmm. a few months ago. So my little sister is staying with my big sister. And then next month is my mom's birthday and you got Mother's Day and stuff coming. So I'm going to try to get back home to family just to make sure, you know, everybody is all good, and, you know, just to be around family. So mm-hmm. after, I ain't going to lie, after tomorrow, you know, I'm going to talk with the AD and coach and see if we got to do anything. Because, I mean, we work remotely anyway. And then I'll see if I can uh, head back home and, and kind of just take it from there, honestly. All right. Well, best of luck to you with all that. God bless that. I appreciate it. What new hobbies have you picked up since you've been in quarantine? Or maybe you have rekindled a fire for some old hobbies. You know what? I mean, I try to, um, you know, cooking. Honestly, I've been cooking a lot. Like, I cook a lot, like meals. So that's been one hobby. You know, I like to play the video game. So... Call of Duty, Madden, I'll be on that. But honestly, and, and video gaming, that's a that's not a new hobby. That's always been right. it. But cooking has something I picked up. Like I'll be kind of for the most part making all my meals. So So what's the the Rouse specialty? You know, I you know, I love me some shrimp, shrimp and um shrimp, shrimp. <laughs> so I like I like some fried chicken, but shrimp is kind of if people have seen it, I, I post it all the time. I, I always make shrimp. Saute some shrimp. Didn't do it like that. Is the shrimp safe to eat there in North Dakota? Yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> Get out the bag, you know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, have you had a had to uh, survive any snow yet over there? Oh yeah, I mean, I've been, but I've been in the Midwest for about four years, so I didn't already been through blizzards. If it's if it's a snowy day schedule, you won't see my car moving. <laughs> I ain't go like I don't. I don't think we're gonna have any choices. We're gonna have to go to work now after this Corona thing. Everybody's all set up for online stuff. I know, right? It's gonna be crazy. I'm just looking for. I can't wait for Corona to end because I'm thinking of where the where the biggest party will be at. Because that's where we, <laughs> where are we going? You know, uh, once Corona's over, where are we going? Like, where are we definitely. going? What y'all want to do? I know the world go go crazy, and I can't wait. I'm and I'm here for it. Uh, that's right. And once once they turn turn the switch back on, you can't tell people to go back inside. It's oh, like, yeah. people nope. will be ready. Yeah, <laughs> I'm already ready, man. Let's go. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, you're gonna you have to come out to the winery, Givoli Winery. Okay, okay, that's great. That's cool. Yeah, I'll I'll send you a link or something. Kay, yeah, Kayla comes out every once in a while. We have a good time. Yeah, I will. As soon as I, if I tap down, my first, well, my first I would be Doghouse or um, um, Tacos Marquitos, but I definitely <laughs> stop. <laughs> I definitely stop by the winery and have a have a glass or two. Uh, do you like wine? Yeah, yeah, or, yeah. Okay, good. It's becoming more popular. No question. More and more popular now that all these athletes, uh, you know, have their own wineries. Yeah, I mean, wine do the body right, so it's like it sounds good. It's good for the heart, man. Yeah, no question. <laughs> There's my shameless plug for the winery. <laughs> uh, all right, so anything else you got for him, Caleb? I don't think so. I mean, I just appreciate the time, Robbie. I know that, you know, Caleb and I are both big friends uh, from your time at Federal State. So just real cool to talk to you and hear your story. And, you know, best of luck out in North Dakota. Man, you know, I, I, I appreciate it. Like I said, I've always, you know, I appreciate the, uh, y'all care for me and y'all got my number. And I mean, you got me on Instagram. So just, I mean, if you need anything else, just, just give me a shout. Definitely. I think, I think we should try to get Fresno State to re-retire the number eight so that we got <laughs> Dave and we got you. No, no one's ever wearing number eight again. Hey, you know what? I like how you talking. <laughs> hey, that's what I'm talking about. They need to hang that rouse in the stands. It's only a matter of time. Well, the That's what I'm talking thing. about. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I just remembered. A, I got a question for you. I, you. We usually ask um, our guests when we have them on, and I didn't ask you about this beforehand or not. But if uh, if faith has played a role in your journey, um, you know, tell us 
tell us how, how that has, if not, then that's okay. You know, I haven't like, you know, I went, to, I, like, I tried to, I try to go to church. You told me like church, right? I, I try yeah. to go to church here and there. Like, you know, I watch church live on, um, actually today, you know, mm-hmm. I try to, I think faith has played a way for me just because of, you know, I was raised in such a tough background and I'm fortunate to come from where I came from. So even though I wasn't raised in a church background, faith, I mean, that's it, it I, you know, it's always going to be something just because I'm blessed to be where I'm at. Mm-hmm. I mean, now, I mean, you think second of it, because it's like, you know, my mom passed a few months ago and it's like, damn, that wasn't supposed to happen. So it makes you question things. But for the most part, I'm blessed to be where I'm at, to be from Southeast San Diego, um, you know, graduated college, you know, no, went to school for a scholarship, graduated college, now I'm a division one coach. So, I mean, that's definitely faith to do with it. Mm-hmm. Life's all not, life's not always gonna be peach and cream. You gonna have your bumps and your bumps and bruises, but you know, still gotta be blessed as far as where you at. Right. And Mama Ralph's looking out for you now. No question. No question. Always. Well, Coach, thank you for coming on with us. We're we're gonna we're gonna message Fresno State for you. Get that num- number eight up there. I'm okay, gonna leave, okay. I'm gonna leave that the Plets. So like it doesn't. I'll do it. Me. I'll leave it to Plets. <laughs> Hey, I appreciate it. All right, Mr. Mr. Caleb's, y'all both take care. It was a pleasure. Uh, Thanks, Robbie. Uh, thank you.